Yo, this is Joe. And this is your boy, Eli. On this episode of the Awful Wrestling Podcast, we're going to be reviewing the latest episode of Friday Night SmackDown and also AEW. So first, we're going to go ahead and get into our review of Friday Night SmackDown. I start off with the tribute to Pat Patterson, RIP Pat Patterson. Uh, for those of you that don't know, who's the creator of the Royal Rumble. So if it wasn't for Pat Patterson, we wouldn't have that match. And uh, it was just a beautiful tribute. All the wrestlers came out on the stage and stood there and they did the, I think it was the five bill thing that they do to kind of honor him. It was like five or ten bill salute. Yeah, five or ten bill salute. And uh, I think it was beautiful. Um, I know Vince had a really close relationship with him, and Pat Patterson did a lot backstage for a lot of wrestlers. So it was nice to see all the wrestlers come out and kind of honor a member of their family. So it was, it was beautifully done. Yeah, but starting off with the first match, I think they had the – well, it wasn't actually a match. It was Jey Uso, Roman, and Paul come out and do an interview with Kayla, not starting the match. Um, <laughs> Jay was looking mad upset walking to the ring with Roman. Like He looked so conflicted. He did. Week. Yeah. And just the way that the way that Roman was looking at Jay after the, they showed that video package for the prior week, Yo. I don't know. I was just I was rolling. I at was that. dying. Uh, he was like, "Yeah, you did that." That's how he's looking. At <laughs> you did that, Jay. That was you. you did that, Jay? Uh, but you know, of course, Kevin Owens comes out and you know challenges Roman, and you know uh, Jay Jay be getting all like he be jumping the gun. Jay just accepts on Roman's behalf, and it's like. I was like, yeah, this is not going to end good for you, boy. Like, <laughs> I could immediately tell this is not going to end for, good for Jey Uso. Um, but, yeah, but then I think Roman was saying, like, it's going to be some consequences <laughs> coming at the end of it. Um, but, I mean, quick segment, but look, dope, dope segment at the very beginning. Um, you know, Roman accepted and saying, like, he's not going to do it right now because there's a lady in the ring, Kayla. Mm-hmm. And uh, setting up the match for TLC. It, it, was, it was all right. I, I would have preferred a match. I would have preferred the the match that we're getting later on the six man tag match, but that's another story. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a, a, a good little start. Yeah, I agree. It was like, uh, y'all can go and get the match started. And now you're already out here. Right. <laughs> All of y'all already <laughs> out here. Like go ahead and get it started. Except Otis, I think. So that was, yeah, they, everyone was already out there. So I didn't understand. Yeah, it didn't make that. a lot of sense. They should have just started with the match. I feel like that would have been better promo into the match instead of waiting until later. But you know, WWE, they do the same formula. Where it's like you start off, you start week. off with the conflict, and then it ends with the resolution of the match at the end, and it ties into something else next episode. And so and so did this last week, and it's always the same stuff. And it's like, bruh, this is boring. But look at this video package on the screen. Yeah, but I also thought that uh, Roman looking at Jay was hilarious. <laughs> he looked at him like, and then Jay was looking down like, "Oh, I'm sorry, dog. My, <laughs> my bad, dog. I didn't even mean it like that." <laughs> And then uh, <laughs> Roma was talking to Kayla straight crazy. Like, that, Bruh, was, that was crazy to me. He was like, obviously, this is your first interview, your first big one. <laughs> I was like, dang. He didn't have to talk to her. Roma like was that. going full hill, man. He's he, never done that. He was, yeah. He's like, what? your credibility is useless. <laughs> and he called her an amateur and that she was blowing the interview. Yeah. And I'm like, dang. But I'm not going to straight lie. up saying, sounding like a Dragon Ball Z villain, man. I'm not going to lie. I don't see things ending well for Kayla as an interviewer. She might do something else later. 
But I feel like because Renee Young, she like was like she wasn't devil's advocate. It was more so like I'm interviewing the person straight up, heel or face. And I yeah. feel like with Kayla, she being kind of saucy with the heels. Where she'd be like, Yeah, why'd you do that? Do you feel like a coward after that? And be like, damn, like, you're not supposed <laughs> to talk to them like that. And they'd be like, what, Kayla? Huh? <laughs> you talking crazy? But I thought that was uh, funny. And then uh, Roman didn't like the questions, and he had Paul answer for him. I thought that was dope. Just using use of using Paul, but also letting Roman be a heel and not wanting to address the questions. And I agree, too, with what you were saying. Like, Jay needs to learn his place. Like, if you're going to be in the family... And you're gonna be doing Roman's bid and learn your place. Like you ain't learning by now. My man, my man is clearly not gonna be in the family much longer. He not. He not. Uh, he don't listen. <laughs> he don't listen. But uh, yeah, but it, it was funny. Like Ko called uh, Jay a bus boy <laughs> when he came out. <laughs> yo, I was, I was talking to the no, head of the like table, not the bus boy. The bus boy. Was, you getting saucy, bro? It was funny. It was all pretty funny. And then Roman, where he was like, uh, "Would I look like a savage?" I'm a gentleman. There's a lady in the ring. <laughs> Yo, your Roman impression is getting better every single day. It week, is. Bro. Thank, thank you, man. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. I appreciate that, man. That's nice. Yo. But yeah, but it, yeah was, they, it was funny. Yeah, and they're setting up the match with TLC, of course. Um, yeah. I think from there, like, we had a quick backstage segment or whatever. You know, Roman just letting them know it would be going to be consequences. Uh, setting up for later tonight, again. It's going to be some repercussions and consequences. <laughs> This guy, you know. <laughs> but uh then we had then we had Bailey versus uh what Bailey versus Natalia with Bianca at ringside. So I'll say this. I'm interested to see where this feud goes. You know, I can't tell if they're gonna fight for like a number one contendership or not. Like I feel like they might want to with these two, but you know, I feel like there's something they need to fight for, not just like bragging rights of beating each other, you know. Yeah. Especially with the Bianca being so new to SmackDown and Bailey just losing the title, it's like both of them really need something. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this, like it was, it was weird to me because Bailey tapped out to the Sharpshooter and it was kind of odd because like she held the title for like three hundred six for eighty days and like she just taps out on Natalia in, in like ten minutes. I'm like okay, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Yeah, for me it's like, and they're supposed to be building the feud with Bianca. You know, I didn't get it. Yeah, I think for me it was like a. I lo- the match was just okay. Like, it wasn't yeah. much. I felt like the commentary piece was distracting from the match. And I don't it really, was. I don't like Bianca being on commentary. I don't think that's like a strength of hers yet because no. she is such a new talent on the main roster that she says to get that character and that talking piece down. Um, I so I was kind of like, eh. Like, some of the stuff she was saying, it didn't make a lot of sense. And it wasn't really adding to much. So I think that should play, th- play to her strengths more as a wrestler and her being a powerhouse and build that up first and then focus on yeah. the other stuff. But I get them trying to build it now too. Um, so it just kind of depends. And I felt like Corey Graves was more concerned with interviewing Bianca than like calling the actual match. I like know Michael, the same thing. Michael Cole, Cole would be like, every that's suplex shot. though. No. That's suplex right. though. Corey, what'd you think about that? And he's like, it's fine. But Bianca, <laughs> are you just out here with your glasses to look cool? Like he's just, yeah. I don't know. He's doing too much for me. Yeah. So. It was, it was just way more distracting, you know, Maybe if Bianca was backstage watching on a monitor, that would have been less distracting, like something like that. But no, yeah. that much. Um, yeah. So now this match. So number one, the next match, the uh, the Pat Patterson tribute match with Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Big E versus Shinsuke, Sammy, and Dolph. Mm-hmm. Personally, I feel like it was a it was a six man tag match, right? I yep. personally felt like it would have been better for them to have some kind of um, battle royal uh, because you know Pat Patterson was the father of the the Royal Rumble. 
something to determine like the number one contendership for the Intercontinental title mm -hmm. um, or, you know, to have this match start the show. Um, but, you know, I kind of get it. They Maybe they didn't want um, – maybe they didn't want there to be a number one contender, just one. Maybe they wanted multiple to set up a multiple-man, six-man TLC match for the IC title because of that, I would be here for it, you know. Um, I think that they definitely showcase uh, SmackDown's uh, IC title division very strongly, you know, because you had, like – in this match, you had, like, Dolphin versus Daniel. You can have Shinsuke versus Ray. You can have Sammy versus Big E. You know, Daniel versus Sammy, like, everyone like has history or everyone can potentially have a good match here. So, you know, overall the master's good. I just kind of wish they, this would have like kickstarted the show. You know? Yeah. I think that would have made sense. Like where it was like, they started the show, they did the tribute and then it's tied into the match. Like they had the people on the stage come down and like they do yeah. it at a Royal or something, but I kind of almost see it in WWE's sense in their sense. I feel like they're going to do it to where they're going to do a tribute to Pat Patterson at the actual Royal Rumble. Yeah, and they're gonna have that. they're gonna have a video package to start off and say how oh, you started the idea, maybe like an interview about him talking about it, and then the whole Royal Rumble is gonna be centered around Pat, like honoring Pat Patterson. Yeah, so I could I can see that, but then also like your idea as well. But I just knowing from like watching WWE, they do stuff like that where it's like a tribute show or something, or they tribute they to the person. But I think it was a pretty solid match too. Um, how you like Biggie's new entrance? He kind of called back to his original interest with the powder and yeah, with the chalk and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the powder. Actually, I actually I do like it. It kind of establishes him as a solo star. Yeah, uh, kind of apart from the new day. I'm here for it as long as there's an intercontinental title shot or something big that they're setting up for Biggie. You know. Yeah, I hope it's not yeah. an IC title. I hope they almost put him at the Roman level and he, you know, wrestles Roman and gets a title. I think that would be interesting. Could but, you see that happening so soon? Ah. Uh, you're right. It, it probably is kind of a little soon. So maybe they should have started with the mid card. I think I'm just more so concerned about Big E. <laughs> yeah. I don't, like, you don't want I don't him to, want to, him to get lost in the mid card. And right. he ends up like a Shinsuke or a Cesaro and Cesaro. he's just kind of lost in the middle. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel but like I think I, I don't know. I just have high hopes for him. Yeah. Um, I and... like I like uh, Corey Gray's calling back to Big E and Dolph Ziggler's relationship in the match. It kind of makes you think back to when Biggie was, you know, before the New Day and by itself, right. which is kind of like differentiated him a little bit from the New Day, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And yeah. it was just good to see him do something like Biggie, like has been doing nothing since he came. He's been backstage out. playing like checkers on the floor or like Monopoly. Like they have <laughs> him in the most random segments. Like he'll just be like stretching and playing Monopoly or something. Like and I'm like, this. What is? I thought y'all, so y'all broke up the new day for this, like you know, like have my yeah. man in a match, you know what I mean? Like yeah. again with the the smack the team SmackDown thing, he wasn't even on Team SmackDown. He was made he was no at Survivor sense. Series to do an entrance, like that was it. It, it made no sense to me. Um, made no sense. Yeah, but for the for the actual match itself, it was a dope match. Um, yeah, they just destroyed Dolph Ziggler at the end for absolutely no reason. Um, that was no, hilarious. <laughs> I didn't know about it, that part. It was almost like Dolph was like. I didn't. I was trying to pay attention, but it seemed like he was like preparing himself for the spots in the match. Like he was like, oh, "Okay, six one nine. He like set himself up for it. Like he just accepted right. the fact that he was going to get a finisher combination. <laughs> That's pretty much Dolph's place. Yep. Yeah, but it made sense because I feel like Biggie's team had to win because Biggie's a part of the team and Biggie exactly. needs, to, he win. needs to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. He needs a win. It, it doesn't look good if he loses because they're building him up. And this is like his first actual match. Was it his first actual match? Or I think yeah, he wrestled Sheamus or something? Yeah, maybe like one person. It was like his first actual match. So he needed yeah, he needed to win. He needed it. Yeah. He needed it. And again, and then like, I really oh, go ahead. Go ahead. 
I, I was just going to say, again, with it being six men and them having a six-man tag team match, mm-hmm. I think that maybe, you know, because who got the win? Um, I can't remember if Daniel or where you got the, I think Daniel got the win this week over, over Sammy. I think maybe mm-hmm. someone else gets the win next week, and then maybe people just keep picking up the win against Sammy, and they all claim the right to, to face him in a, a six-man ladder match. So, again, with TLC being around the corner, like I think that's more so what they're going for, like a six-man match. If so, again, yeah. I'm here for that. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then also while watching the match, I kind of had some like dream matches I saw in there. Yeah, like I don't think Ray and Sammy have ever done anything. And nope. watching Ray and Sammy exchange in the match was so good. Like they match each other's styles so perfectly yeah. that I would love to see a few between them two, or just like a match or one off or something. And then Daniel versus Sammy as well look super dope in there. Yeah. And I think they're actually doing a feud with them kind of ish. So hopefully that leads to something, but. Uh, I just want to see Sammy in more solo stuff. Like he's he's dope. Yeah, Sammy's dope. He blends with everybody. He blends with everybody so well. Yeah. And I think from here we had it was what just a segment with Otis and, and Kevin Owens. Uh, weird poem pairing, but okay, you know, let's go for it. Yeah, and then Kalisto came out of the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he was doing, bro. I don't know what that was. I still like I was still trying to figure out the segment. Like, what is I don't know what's going on right now. He's like, what's up with your fedora? He was like, fedora? fedora? What? My fedora? I was like, huh? Weird way to feature somebody. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think at next it was what the, the Sasha and Carmella interview segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, in, again, it's interesting that throwing some Carmella in the feud without her like having wrestled a match yet, mm-hmm. uh, especially for the title, like building for weeks and weeks and weeks. Because it's like, if she loses, then it's like, all right, now you're the bottom of the card. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah, like I would but, have more so preferred her to fight Bailey or somebody else, or just kind of build up to it. But they're just—I mm-hmm. don't know—they're just throwing her out there. Yeah, they could have did the Carmilla thing first, and then had the tear between right. Bailey and Sasha, and then that led to WrestleMania season or something. Right. Like that would have made more sense, I feel like. Um, but you're right. Like if Carmilla loses, it's like he's back. She's back to the bottom, and like this whole thing is basically pointless. Spent months of TV time building it up, you know. Yeah, and it's but it also like the kind of it messes up Sasha a little bit because she just won the title, right? And it's supposed to be building her up, but if she loses, it's not going to make her look too good. Like both of them kind of lose from losing. Yeah, because Sasha never holds the title for a long time anyway, so it kind of just proves that point. Yeah, and you'd have to tell the story again later, and it's like after a while, how can I be invested in Sasha if she keeps losing her title? For like, you know what I mean, yeah, for like a two, I'm not going to want her to be champ. You know right. what I mean, so. It didn't make a lot of sense, but I like the segment overall. Uh, it was better than just an awkward in-ring promo of "I'm better than you, not better than you." <laughs> like it was, it was. I, I feel like I like this better. Like this little Zoom the format, conference yeah, thing they got I like going on. <laughs> I liked it a lot better, and it almost like they could kind of address each other, but without being there. And you knew they weren't going to fight or touch each other, so they can kind of say more without the fear of like fighting each other. Exactly. Or so I think it was cool, but I'm not really sold on Carmella at all, just like as a wrestler. And I really hope that Sasha wins the feud. <laughs> I don't really, I don't care for Carmelo, but also for like, as far as like logic and wrestling, her losing would not make any sense. Yeah. But then it would be a very WWE thing to do as well. Exactly. So I don't know where this goes. Exactly. So don't quote me, but I don't know what happened. <laughs> Same here, bro. But and <laughs> uh, like, so going to the next one. So I have so many thoughts about this, bro. This Murphy with the Mysterio family thing, like. So Murphy coming out, (laughs) 
Murphy coming out with Aaliyah, Dominic, and Ray to fight King Corbin. Like, first off, so so first off, so so they cut back from last week, you know, and like the thing that that bothered me so much was Michael Cole saying that Murphy was defending the Mysterio family honor. Like, bro, what are they doing? Like, my man's been talking. You've been in that family for two weeks. For two weeks. You've been talking to Aaliyah (laughs) for like two weeks now, and now he's defending Ray's family. This man has wrestled for like 20 plus years. Like, WWE is out of control with this. Like, imagine your sister dating a guy for like three weeks, and now he's fighting for the honor of your family, and you're a wrestler. Like, I don't – it's just so much, bro. This should all be benefiting Dominic. Like, Dominic has done nothing. Yeah, Dominic should be the guy doing this. Like, As soon as they brought Dominic to SmackDown, it should have been a launching pad for him. Yeah. And this should have all been centered around him. And then, like, even though the Seth versus the Mysterio family thing lasted for a long time. That was one fight, though. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like I feel like Dominic should have been the one that ended with Seth. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that would have been it because it built up start, a new star. Start your legacy. But instead, it's building up. It's building up Murphy, and Murphy's been in WWE for a while, yes. like years. Yeah. So it's like y'all just not doing this now. Y'all got this new character in Dominic that you can like build so much from, and he's so fresh that he can you can mold him until you want what you want him to be. You know what I mean? And I feel like they're not. They're not going to do that. So. Exactly. Like eventually, they may they might do it eventually, but right now it doesn't look like they're doing much with him. Yeah, it looks like Seth was like his only opponent, and Dominic is not getting another match. So it's like <laughs> I don't I don't get it. You know, they got Dominic in the ring with a a ringside with a pink turtleneck that's like two sizes too big for his body. Like it doesn't really. Yeah, it was like, I think it was, yeah, it was pink. Yeah, <laughs> pink turtleneck with the Hermes belt. And he just sat there and did nothing. Like, like okay, yeah, okay, like you stunned. Um. Gold chain, turtleneck, combo. Uncle's, uncle's turtleneck sweater. But it's like, like <laughs> I don't know. Like, so the, the Corbin versus Murphy thing, like, I'm personally, I'm just glad it's not Seth Rollins. So it's like, I'll take it. You know, like, it's it's not Seth anymore. Yeah. So I'll take it. But Murphy got yeah. dominated, like, the entire match. And then, of course, Corbin came out with the, uh, what were they, the, the two guys from the Forgotten Sons? Yeah, it's two sidekicks. Yeah, now henchmen, pretty much, in uh, suits yeah. and hoodies, pretty much. Um. So I mean they're kind of setting up they're kind of setting up Corbin's whole faction or whatever which he probably should have had like a long time ago cuz you know by himself I don't know how intimidating he is but with mm-hmm. a faction you know he's kind of like King Corbin's court so for that like I respect it you know what I mean um still not a family yeah. of the the Mysterio family sable thing like it just seems so forced whatever but again it's not yeah, Seth so I'll kind of take it you know? Yeah, <laughs> anything to keep Seth out the picture because that whole storyline dragged on for too long. That was like the COVID storyline, the main COVID storyline. <laughs> right. And they just kept going to it. I'm like, bro, I know it's like a pandemic, but come on, right. y'all could do more do than something that. Else. But yeah, um, I think the match is just okay. I just need them to do something different with Murphy. Like, I'm really tired of seeing it with the Mysterio family. Yeah. I just, I think there's there's more for him out there besides like doing this. And it's like, what does this lead to? Like, is his sister, is Dominic's sister going to come out every week with Murphy? Is she going to be a valet? Is she going to try to be right. a wrestler? Like, what are, like, what are what's, we, what's what the end goal? They would have been, been far better off, like, just saying, just just Ray and just Dominic. And Ray is kind of in Dominic's corner for, for each match and just kind of training him and grooming him into, like, whatever champion, mm-hmm. you know, and doing whatever they want to do there. Like, just... Just training Dominic Mysterio. Worst things, worse, you know, turn it into a storyline where Dominic turns on Ray. I don't know. Like, do something, though. Like, set up a match. Something. Set up a big match or something. But this man has had, like, one match this entire time. And I don't know. Just them, yeah. I'm over it. Yeah. 
I had a feeling that Corbin's goons are going to do something. Of course. Because <laughs> I feel like you, you can never trust a dude or people in a hoodie and, and a suit, suit jacket. <laughs> like, I, I'm not trusting you. Period. Why are you blending these two sides? <laughs> right. like, I, I don't trust you. I don't know anybody that does that. I don't. I can't trust you. So I had a feeling that they were going to do something, and they did something. But I think it's cool that they're like, like you said, like Corbin's building his court, and hopefully, as like one other person that makes it like more serious, like maybe a big guy exactly. to kind of be an enforcer and make it more legitimate. Yeah. But I like him. I like him building that exactly. Court. And then from here, man, like so, I, I, I personally, I mean, the street profits do the best that they can, but what they're given. But I personally hate when they have the street profits backstage hosting again. Like they're essentially hosting. They were the host of Raw, and now they're the host of SmackDown. And Robert Roode kind of called him out on this. Like, why are you talking about somebody else's match? Because they come out and they were talking about <laughs> Roman and Otis's match later, and they were talking about Corbin. And it was like, what does this have to do with you and these tag team titles? So now, mm-hmm. you know, Roode and Ziggler want a shot, and also Cesaro and Shinsuke. Don't know why I forgot they were the tag team, but they want a shot too with the tag team titles. Again, I'm all for triple threat. Ladder matches, so I hope this actually sets up something between uh, the three tag teams, Ooh. something like that. I'll take it. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. Um, I think for me, it's like the street profits are very entertaining, and they're good at doing that backstage segment where they're like, "Oh, the Undertaker is returning tonight," and "Oh, this is happening." But I feel like they've evolved past right. that. Like they don't need to be doing this anymore. Like just give them a regular segment. They're funny. They're charismatic. Have them do something else. You know what I mean? Like, I think the stuff they had with Big E was cool when it was like, what are you doing, fam? Like, I like that yeah. kind of stuff. But, like, as far as them being, like, the host of, like, SmackDown, I think that's yeah. kind of out. That that's shouldn't be their like, permanent role. Like, they should not be hosting role on SmackDown. <laughs> like, yeah, but I do like Montez being like, do either of you have tag team titles? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, that was... Again, they do funny, the best but, with uh, they, they can with what they're given, and they always, you know... They do. But stop putting them in that position, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, and I feel like they're so hot right now. So like, maybe open the show with them exactly. from now on, and they open the show and call out somebody to wrestle for their titles. They do an open invitational for titles every week I'll or something. That. I don't know. Just do some, do something yeah. different. You know what I mean? I see that. And then from here we had yeah. what the main event. It was, so it was Otis and Kevin Owens versus Roman and Jey Uso. Again, a weird pairing, but um, this ends up being a handicap match yeah. because Roman did say there was going to be some consequences. Um, this and repercussions. This all felt like a, a WrestleMania 2000 storyline for Jay Uso, like the video game, because like he's just getting put in these situations like every single week. Um, so at first Roman doesn't come out, and then Roman <laughs> just comes out whatever he wants, and he doesn't even tag in. He just he just like Superman punches Otis and hits him on the steps. <laughs> like Roman just kind of goes rogue in his match. Like, what do you think about this match? Like Roman, he, he did what he wanted. wanted. Like no tags, no nothing. Like nothing. Like. My man just did exactly what he wanted in the show. Yeah. I like, uh, just to kind of start it off, I like how the commentary went over KO's past while working with other teammates. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, they're like, we don't know how this is going to end. He doesn't work well with others. He usually likes to be by himself. He doesn't, he usually turns on his partners. Although he didn't and mention, I was kind of concerned going Jericho, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was, yeah, he didn't. I was kind of concerned at first. I was like, oh, like, is he going to do something to Otis? And I was like, wow, are they going to do it to where KO joins the family with Roman? Like, I, I didn't know what was happening. And then um, Jay came out and he had to pay the consequences because in the first five minutes of the match, he was by himself. And Roman was just, in the back. He was waiting on Roman to come back. He was just like, oh, he, he ain't coming. <laughs> I bet. And he just he went to the ring by himself and wrestled the match. And then I, it was interesting that 
when Roman did come in, like you said, like he just kind of attacked Otis and like beat the beat the crap out of him, like he beat the bacon out of him, <laughs> and then <laughs> just went on with the rest of the match. Um, but it seemed like when Roman came out, Jay got more confident, like he was more confident and more intense, almost like the pressure was there for him. And I, it's always interesting to see him change. And it's cool that Jay kind of like Jay is as a evolving, character, bro. as a wrestler. He's evolving. He's evolving. Yeah, he's evolving. And it's like he knows what to do at what point. And his acting has gotten so well where it's like he's kind of conflicted at first. And he was by himself kind of scared and conflicted. And then when Roman came out, it was like he switched. Like the, yeah. the switch flipped. And he went to like being more intense. I thought that was pretty dope. But um, and the thing for me was after the match, them completely destroying Kevin Owen with those chairs, bro. Like, <laughs> yo, what about the, the finish. finish though? The finish where like Jay was gonna get yeah. on the, uh, yeah, the yeah, splash yeah, yeah, yeah. when he got on the top rope. Get down. Roman was like, "Get down! I finished the show. This is my show. I finished the show." <laughs> and then Jay was like, uh, "Okay, my bad. I was gonna end it." And then right. they lost the match because like. Roman wanted to be Roman. He wanted to be a super heel and mess up the ending. Yeah, when I was watching this, like, um, lo, yo, so after that, so after that happened, and then after they destroy him with the cheers, and then Roman tells um, Jey Uso to, he was like, finish him, make him understand. And then he beats Jey Uso. <laughs> he beats right off Jey Uso. Yeah. And then he was like, what do I have to tell you every time? Keep having to repeat myself. Like, I, like when I saw that, I was like, man. Why is Jimmy not coming out to stop this? <laughs> yes. I was watching that too, and I was like, where's Jimmy? You just like letting your brother get beat up out there? He came out of hell in the cell. Like, right. what's going on now? So that that was something that kind of got me too. And it's like, I feel like Jimmy's eventually gonna get Definitely. involved. Either like At the if it's like yeah. Jim Yeah, if it's like Jimmy being like, Hey, get down with Roman, like you better you better know how to act. Or if it's like Jimmy being like, it's no, like yeah. you don't need to do this. Yeah, you know I mean, like this is too much Roman shit. This ain't how we get down. Oops. So I don't know where it's gonna go. Yeah, I don't know where it's gonna go. And then it's like, will Jay take this lightly next week? Like, is Jay gonna have an issue with them? Like, what is this yeah. build up toward? And then I almost see it as like maybe Jay interferes at the match at TLC. That. Like he interferes, but he helps Roman lose. Like he does something to make Roman lose, and then it leads to Roman versus Jay. And I wouldn't be mad at Roman versus Jay yeah, WrestleMania. Guess, like that's a pretty solid feud. I feel like that's I can see that happening. Me. I could also see you know Roman dropping the title because of Jay, and then beating up Jay, and then that causes you know uh, Jimmy and, and Jay to have a team up against Roman. Both of them are kicked out. Roman gets the title back, and then you know they having to go get the Rock. Like because at this point, Roman is rolled yes. as he is. Only the rock can stop this man. Like he's going absolutely crazy. Yeah. He's going absolutely power hungry. Give him a reality like, so check. The only person that can take it from him would be somebody that has a bigger place at the table. You know what I'm saying? So to me, and I that's think, what it is. To me, that's what right. they're setting up for. Like Omen just turns him into this out of control guy, and the only person that can put him in this place is somebody that has an even bigger place at the table, you know? Yeah. And I think, too, it's like it'll be entertaining to see Rock versus Roman on the oh, mic together, just kind of going back and forth in the feud. Because I feel like with, with Roman, it's like he's a face and his talking wasn't that great. But as a heel, he's awesome. So to just watch Roman versus Rock and like a showing of words and like kind of talking smack back and forth, I Which think is, that would be pretty dope. And then even like finding a way to involve their bloodline and kind of making it exactly that circle. all makes sense. That's like the perfect story. It makes sense. The Rock has a bigger place at the table. He's probably provided more, way more opportunities than 
anybody and you know help get these guys in WWE. Which, but but it's crazy because if you just told me at the beginning of the year, like you know that Rock would possibly fight Roman, I'd be like, man, that's that's so stupid. Like, you know, but now it makes this would make perfect <laughs> sense. So I hope it goes full circle. And I hope they go through this. Yeah, and then um, I was gonna say it was funny like during. Uh, the match where Roma was like, "You made me like a monster. <laughs> you try to make me like a monster." That was that was hilarious. I just had to go back to that. But I I agree with you saying with the Rock, and I think it makes sense for him, you know, coming back. And I think with COVID going on too, it's like they yeah. can't really sell tickets, and it's like I feel like they had to like scale back budget wise, and I feel like they have enough money to bring the Rock in, but also it gets people to invest in the show because it's like even people outside of wrestling are want to watch, watch the right. match. You know what I mean? They're gonna want to watch it because the Rock is involved in it if they get some other big superstar to come then you know it'll all yeah, be like a big way. thing so it'll be interesting i feel like brock lesnar's out there too waiting in the wings where he's probably going to want re- revenge with drew so we don't need, yeah we don't need him but i can see like he might be out there but yeah all in all i think i give it smackdown as a show a two and a half stars yeah i five. think um just overall, I think I gave it about the same thing. I'd say like two and a half to three for this. Uh, nothing really popped out for me, you know. Yeah, there weren't same. a whole lot of matches that I was too interested in. Maybe the Intercontinental one, maybe the main event. Yeah, but, um, that doesn't make for a, a full complete show. Not like uh, you did. So yeah, I'm not mad at them being able to, to progress the storylines, though. I think they did that a little more yeah. well than usual, and it was a lot better, but yeah. it just was a decent right. show, like you were saying. Well, so speaking of yeah. which, right now we're going to get into uh, AEW, and this is our review. So do you want to go ahead and get into AEW Dynamite? Let's get it. Okay. So first, the show started off with the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal. That was a mouthful to say. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> but... them actually starting out the show with a match, though. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. That's always my That's... biggest complaint about Raw SmackDown. Yeah, that's something that I was happy about. I was like, man, they started with a match. It wasn't, even though they had like the intro thing, yeah. there wasn't like some promo where it was like, last week on Dynamite, <laughs> this happened. Like, it was just like match. And I like that right. better. I like that. And more so having the commentators welcome you and like, welcome to AEW Dynamite. And then you just go into the match and then it just starts. It feels like it's more action packed that way. It's and, way more authentic when they start like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I like to start with a match, especially a battle royal at that i don't see many shows start with battle royals that was pretty dope yeah maybe Uh, smackdown like 15 20 years ago do a battle royal at the start of the match but right uh the the golden days of smackdown (laughs) yeah i did love how they were continuing fused through the battle royal like with um because he did scorpio sky versus sean spears and matt hardy and sammy and miro and orange cassidy like they kept they they started off with a match and they kept it going like they kept all the feuds going through the battle royal that was dope Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a great match. All in all, it was very entertaining, and I like the fact that it isn't just one winner and that's it. Like, there's two yeah. winners, and it sets up a match for later, which is like a long-term booking sort of situation. And I'm really happy that uh, Orange Cassidy's going to go against MJF. I think that'll be an interesting and entertaining uh, build to their match. So it'll be dope. I'm here for that for the fifty thousand yeah. dollar ring. Um, Nero. Yeah. Nero looked really good though. I'm I'm just calling Rusev. Rusev looked really good. I think he eliminated, <laughs> eliminated like four people in a row. I love how they're actually bo- booking him, like booking him like a powerhouse. Like he he's actually got some steam behind him. Like they're they're getting behind Nero. Yeah, they uh, had it where he went out looking kind of strong. Like he had two people eliminated him from the inner circle. Yeah. It wasn't just like one person. It was two people that had to get rid of him. So 
it's it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Um, like, is he going to turn into? Is it? I forget his name. He was the perfect ten. I don't even know his name. Oh, you talking about Ty <laughs> was, uh, Dillinger? Yeah, Ty Dillinger. Hopefully, yeah. he doesn't turn into Ty Dillinger. Hopefully, he's more of like a John Moxley where they take him seriously. Exactly. But we'll have to see what's next for for Miro, aka Rusev. Exactly. I think the biggest thing from this was um was supposed to be between Sevy and MJF and I'm getting them eliminated and stuff. So they're they're continuing to build that inner circle. Like it's probably gonna split up, but they're continuing to build that. And I was dope. They they put all these fuse into the battle royal, so it was dope to me. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah. And, and then that, the orange punch too. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was dope. I don't know, man. Orange Orange Cassidy is just so entertaining. I could wa- I could watch him wrestle all day. Yeah, and it's funny because like um one of my cousins has, doesn't even watch wrestling. He literally like reposted one of his uh, matches the other day, and I was like, wow, like his reach is reaching beyond just wrestling fans. Like, exactly. People outside of wrestling actually enjoy it, and I feel like that's that's what wrestling should be. You know what I mean? Exactly. And next so. up, what did you think about the the, the Jericho versus uh, Kazarian match? Uh it was cool. It started off very intense, but it didn't hold my attention for too long. Um, I did like the heel interruptions with uh, Santana and Jake Hager on the outside. Um, but I, I could, you could definitely see there's a lot of cracks in the relationship of the inner circle. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's going to come to an end soon, but the, yeah, you know, MGF coming out, throwing in the towel, but then Sammy was like, no, I don't throw it in. And I don't know. I just, I feel like MJF's not going to last long. <laughs> He's doing too much. He's just doing too much. Sweet, I feel like Jericho is not going to like that eventually. And, and honestly, uh, I can see a Sammy versus MJF feud coming soon. So It's like happening right now, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, I wasn't the biggest fan of the match either. Like on paper, it looked really good because I actually loved um, Aaron and, and, and TNA, but, you know, and he's a good wrestler, but they kind of did the whole outside, outside interference thing this whole match, like instead of just letting them go one on one. Mm-hmm. And then, but they did do the thing where MJF was going to throw in the towel, and then, you know, clearly again they're just building towards the Sammy and MJF thing through multiple uh, matches. But I would have loved the match to just be him and Jericho just just going at it. And that's it. And, yeah, um, and it's like I haven't seen much of Frankie Kazarian solo, so I wanted to see more of his skills, and I feel like I didn't really see a whole lot from yeah. him. But that's just me personally. Yeah. They didn't get. To, they didn't really showcase that again. This was more so about the inner circle. He's a really dope wrestler, though. Like again, like I watched yeah. him like maybe like a decade ago in TNA, and it was really dope. And so that I was excited for. But they really made this about the inner circle. So um, yeah, kind of overshadowed him a little bit. Yeah, very overshadowing. Um, yeah, but I, I do like Jericho giving the ultimatum to the group, where he was like, seven "Either going to break up." We're, we're gonna break up. We're gonna stay together, and I kind of—I feel like that's gonna get everybody on the same page. But it depends on how long that's gonna last, too. Right. So, it'd be yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, um, the next part—I wasn't even gonna mention it. The, uh, the—I think the acclaims for the freestyle against the Young Bucks. Like, I just—it was—it oh, was cringy. It was very cringy. It was so cringy. Um, <laughs> it's yes. like that. And like, even like the Young Bucks said, like that gimmick's been done before and a lot better. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can spit an acapella freestyle and still be offbeat, but yeah, it was. I don't know. It was yeah, it awesome. was terrible. And then shouting, and then dude was like, "World, World Star. Star!" Like somebody tell <laughs> AEW this is in 2003. Like this, <laughs> right? it's not it. It's not it, bro. It's like World Star was a thing like 12 years ago. <laughs> <bro>. Like <laughs> nobody says that anymore at all. World Star. 
and pulls out a somebody been scrolling through black twitter (laughs) somebody been on black twitter that's what it was i thought this one's gonna get him for sure no no yeah i'll draw in the fans yeah nah Uh, skipping over that the uh that i think it was what dr Britt baker versus legit uh layla hirsch um this felt like a long squash match to me um yeah one side note i did note is that uh legit layla looks like a weak ronda rousey um i don't know (laughs) Uh, on to be honest, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I wasn't very invested <laughs> into the match. It was a decent finisher by Britt Baker, but it, it didn't feel like it just felt like a placeholder. It just like to further the the Thunderosa feud with her, you know, like getting attacked mm-hmm. again. But it didn't feel like something I should really be invested in. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was a decent match too. Um, I also like the finisher by uh, Britt Baker. I forgot what it was called, but it was like related to her dentistry. Her being a doctor and being a dentist, so I thought that was pretty cool. It was a cool looking submission too. Yeah, but uh, for me, it was like I didn't even know who the other girl was for real. <laughs> like it was just like y'all been building y'all women's division for like the last year or two, and I still don't really know anybody. Yeah, and I don't know. I just feel like they they could do a better job of like booking that area. And I feel like I said this on like one of the last episodes, but they could do a better job of booking their women and just have maybe some women come in that we know for a little bit to help the other wrestlers but totally agree i don't know yeah i agree yeah but uh i think thunder rosa sounds very promising yeah. as a wrestler um they just need to build her up a little bit more but i definitely enjoy her at the pay-per-view the last pay-per-view they had and i'm really a big fan of Britt baker i think they should not to say she should be like a charlotte but i think she should be like the center of the division i can see that for right yeah, now I can see that. for right now she should be the center of it and yeah. You know, just pushing her more, making her more important. But yeah, it was just a decent match. It was all right. right, decent and best. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, and I think it was cool. Uh, from there, we had uh, Cody and Darby versus uh, Ricky Starks and Hobbs. Mm-hmm. So Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> yeah. So it's to me the, the to me the match was good. It was a great way to showcase Hobbs and like like what he can do. Um, I mm-hmm. never get tired of seeing that coffin drop, bro. Like <laughs> ever hard like, coffin drop hard. so hard. But like even like sorry to overshare the match, but the biggest to me, the biggest thing to me, like after the match was the return of Sting. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Like it's funny yes. because I actually saw reports of him on Twitter like days before it happened. Because I, I watched it after the same. I saw it days before it happened. I knew what was gonna happen and I was still hyped when it happened, like smiling from ear to ear. Mm-hmm. Like I never thought I'd see Sting again. I thought for sure, like Seth ended his career with that buckle bomb like years ago. So it was, it was just yeah. so dope. Like this is, for, to me, it felt like this is exactly what they needed from this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like the match. I feel like they got straight to it. Like as soon as they got in the ring, everybody had the interests. It was just straight to the point. Um, I like Hobbs a little yeah. bit. Like he, I don't, I don't know what he could do on the mic at all yet, but he has like a very dominating presence, and I can see a lot from the future. Yeah. He's almost like Big E when he first started, and he was kind of bad at talking. Yeah, yeah. But he could wrestle and was very physical. But I like how they, they made Hobbs look really strong. Like the commentary was great for him, and they almost made him look like the, the powerhouse that he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was dope. Um, for me, it's like I like Darby, and I like his finisher. I like his character. But he's just so small. But I feel like that works to his advantage, too, at the same time. But it'll be interesting to see like where they go with Darby and like what to do next with him. But I think he had a good showing in the match. Uh, Ricky... Was it Ricky Starks? He's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Just doing like the pretty boy stuff and pointing at the camera and like winking and stuff. I feel like that's like pretty cool hill stuff. Um, but yeah, the the return with Sting was dope as hell. <laughs> like I was like, and for me, it's like he's like in his fifties, right? Like fifty. It 60s. didn't matter, but yeah, and it, it did, did not, not matter. matter. I was like, 
I was like a kid. I was like, stay. Like, <laughs> he's on TV. And I was I was wondering what the Winter is Coming thing was about. Right. And I guess it centered around Sting coming. Like, that's what the thing yeah. was. Because he came out with snow and he had the ice backdrop and stuff with the snow landscape. And I was like, okay, that, that makes sense now. Because for a minute, I was like, uh, Game of Thrones? Like, right. what are they, what are they which doing is, with Which this? is crazy because that you noted that. Because I think WWE did that with the return of Roman. Like, they were like, when you won't see it coming was the theme for the pay-per-view. And I was just kind of watching the pay-per-view. And I was like, okay, well, you know, everything looks pretty standard to me. And Roman came out of nowhere with the wreck everything and leave shirt. Like, so they kind of did something similar to that. Um, with, but with Sting coming back, but yeah. So. Yeah. They called back to it, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. I definitely like Tony Schiavone calling him when he came out. I mean, it made it feel very nostalgic. <laughs> like he was like walking into WCW or something. Like it felt like the nineties right. again when I saw that. So it was pretty dope, but um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Sting next. I don't know what's going on. Like, it seems like he wants to square with Darby. You know, he kind of looked at everybody in the eyes and stuff. So it's like, is he going to wrestle somebody for a title? Like, what's what's next for Sting? I, but it'll be interesting to see what they do. And I per- like, the way I saw it, like, I saw it as, like, a Cody and Sting and Darby and Dusty, or, well, sorry, Dustin Rose versus Team Taz thing. That's what I saw it. Because you got, you know, Taz, mm. Starks and Hobbs and Brian Cage, you know, like, kind of like a four-on-four type of thing is what I see them setting up. So... Very possible that that's what they're setting up. I would think that Sting would be on their side, you know, probably because that's just what kind of character he is. But really, it's like a wait and see thing because he didn't attack anybody. But that's what I think they're getting at. That makes sense, too, because it's like he's a lot older and there is a risk for injury. And the last time he was in the ring was with Seth when he got injured. We're not doing one-on-one. So I feel like him being in a... Yeah, him being in a four and four makes sense to where he has... He doesn't have to do much, but he can do a few spots, like the sharpshooter and all that. Yeah. Yeah, some of his other moves. So I, I like that idea. Maybe even make it like a hardcore match situation okay. to where he can use weapons and stuff too. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Everybody actually. will probably come out and face paint. Like Cody may even do the, the Star Lord thing. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, right. But Stardust. Stardust. Yeah, I said Star Lord. It's from Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I think the last match of the night was what the Omega versus Moxley match for the title. It was it was dope. Like I like the backstage promo they started off with with John Moxley just kind of talking about the match, and uh, I like that he hyped up Omega a little bit. He didn't make it seem like he was just weak; right. like he hyped up his cre- credibilities, but also like told talked about how he can beat him, and I thought that was dope. Um, Initially, uh, they said it; they were saying it was going to be a sixty-minute time limit match, thing like that. Yeah. And, but I mean, the actual match itself, yeah, I loved it. Uh, the, the paradigm shift, but he didn't pin him, and then. You know, Moxie did the paradigm shift, didn't pin him, and then he set up chairs in the ring just to have a slap contest. Like, I just seemed very Moxley to me. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, I like the match being on TV. I feel like usually with this type of match, you would have it at a pay per view, yeah. and they had it actually on television, which is cool. Um, I feel like I haven't seen like a world title, you know, match actually on TV, so that was dope. Um, seeing that Kenny came in seven and zero, and his record was like okay. He's on the win. Like, this makes sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you're undefeated. It only makes sense to win. And he lost to Moxley before, I think, as well. I think it was all in or all out. So I think uh, he definitely could. He needed to benefit from the win. And then even though the match didn't really benefit John too much, he still utilized, like, different stuff like the ringside. And he still found little small elements to be, like, his hardcore yeah. self. But also, like, stay in the confines of the match. I thought that was dope. Uh, like Kenny targeting Moxie's leg throughout the match. Dude, those paradigm shifts. That <laughs> That's doing, all I kept noting. Those paradigm shifts. The one on the it looks so, yeah, so brutal. It looks so brutal. 
And then they did like the picture in picture thing with the matches, which I don't really care yeah. for. <laughs> like it was like you could see the match, but I'm so distracted by the ads that it kind of right. messed me up. But uh, yeah, the these triggers are brutal. And one thing I actually um, thought it was gonna end like an episode of Monday Night Raw, like when they kind of called the doctors out. I was like, okay, this is gonna, like, okay, it was a yeah. dope match, but we're not gonna get to see it in. It's gonna end in DQ because every match on Raw ends in DQ. Yeah, I got kind of nervous when John Moxley threw in the chairs. I was like, yeah. "What? Like you've been told in the whole bill for the matches, I'm gonna limit your style as a hardcore wrestler. Why? It was like, why would he use right. chairs to try to disqualify himself to win? And then they had like the the punch out with each other when they're sitting in the chairs. I thought that was pretty cool. Them just kind of trading blows. Um, but yeah, it was, I don't know. It was a pretty dope and solid match. I did not like Omega. Cheating to win. Yeah, I know. I wanted that I wanted a clean off. win from Omega. Like that, that threw me off. Yeah, it was weird. And then like the guy from Impact Wrestling was there, and I, it almost like at first I thought he like actually got hurt, but he was trying to like yeah. distract him, and it was Seems weird. Like, like, are they gonna do an Impact yeah, AEW like crossover invasion type thing? You know, if we can get that in the video yeah. game in the AEW video game, hey, I'm here here for it. You know what I mean? But that would be yeah. tough. That would be tough. So it seems like they're. Impact wrestlers and AEW wrestlers all yeah, in one game. It seems like they're trying to do some kind of invasion angle, so we'll see where it goes from there. But overall, you know, it was a, yeah. it was a dope night. Yeah, it was a dope night. Be interesting to see what they do next. It was funny, like, they were running to the back, and I'm like, yeah, I know y'all are being recorded, right? Like, what y'all running for? I was like, why are you running? But it was it was a dope night. Uh, ended up giving it a four out of five stars. It was a lot better than the previous week for me, so I gave it a four out of yeah. five. I think one, you know, a lot of elements because it started off with the Battle Royal, uh, the match with um, the main event and then the Cody match, I did give it a four out of five also. So, And then Sting returning. Like, that's a four out of five. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Sting. it's Sting. You're getting this four. <laughs> it's Sting. The rest of the, the, rest of the yeah. card could have been garbage. Y'all getting this four out of five. So Yeah. It was really dope. So now that you all have patiently waited and listened to the whole episode, uh, we're going to announce our winners of the awful giveaway. Uh, the first winner is window drum roll, Joe. It's the closest. <laughs> <Yeah>. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> it's uh Mo Cheeks underscore, and I'm not booked, Terry. So make sure you DM us to get your prize, or we'll DM you if you have a listed episode. But make sure that you DM us and get your gift card. Thank Shout you, out man. to y'all, y'all won. And please do remember, if you did not like this episode, you cannot say we did not tell you it's gonna be trash Deserve. from the jump. <laughs> It's another episode. Peace. See y'all next time. One. One. It's gonna be about-